my name's Mason, and this is Mace on Movies. This is episode eight of my journey through Ghibli, which brings us to Ponpoko, uh, or the Japanese title is Heisei Tanuki Gassen Ponpoko, uh, which means Heisei Era Raccoon Dog War, Ponpoko. So a uh, very interesting title for a very interesting movie. Um, and before I get into all of that, I do want to mention that it was directed by Isao Takahata, um, and... I have to make a correction, actually, to a previous podcast where I talked about the film only yesterday. I mentioned that um, Miyazaki Hayao chose not to direct that one as he didn't feel he was the best person to tell that story. Uh, So that's when Isao Takahata stepped in to direct. Um, And I um, mistakenly thought that because it tells a woman's story that it was a female director who had stepped in to take the reins. I thought Isao Takahata was uh, a female director. I just saw the name. I didn't see a picture. Uh, It turns out that it's a man. Uh, So uh, definitely uh, my fault there on the previous podcast. I do want to make that correction. Uh, In researching this film, I did actually, because I recognized the name, I clicked on it, uh, and that brought me to uh, his picture. And I was like, oh, that's not, that's not a woman uh, who directed only yesterday. So correction there. I apologize for the mistake, uh, but I did want to clear that up, that Isao Takahata is not a woman. It is a man who directed only yesterday, as well as this film, Pompoko. So um, yeah. And, and in addition to the director, it was also written by Isao Takahata, uh, who again is not a woman. And uh, has an English voice cast that features Jonathan Taylor Thomas, who you might know from Home Improvement, uh, if you're an American TV fan who grew up at a certain time. And uh, also got Clancy Brown, Tress McNeil, uh, J.K. Simmons is in here, uh, as well as many others. And then the three main uh, Japanese voice actors for this are Makoto Nonomura as Shoikichi, and um, we've got, sorry, Shokichi. Uh, and then we've got Shigeru Izumiya as Gonta and Nijiko Kiyokawa as Oroku. So uh, pardon any poor Japanese pronunciation. In general, um, I would like to say that my Japanese in conversation is pretty smooth, but there's something about recording a podcast where you just like, it's the same with English. You just overthink it. So sometimes it leads to me butchering these names uh, just out of nerves. So apologies there, uh, if I destroyed any pronunciation, uh, please be kind to me. So, um, yeah, uh, getting into this film, you know, this is a movie about, in the English version, it refers to them as raccoons, but it's actually like a Japanese, um, magical creature called, called tanuki, um, or Japanese raccoon dogs, Uh, They are a little bit more mythical. They're not actual. They do, in this movie, kind of take the form of raccoons, I think, for parts of it. Uh, But they are very much kind of a folklore and mythical creature. Uh, They're very interesting. They're very mischievous. They have the ability to transform into um, anything that they can summon the energy to transform into. Usually people, um, but also other creatures, objects things like that. There's a lot of things they transform into throughout the course of this film, some big, some small, uh, some very amazing. And uh, it's it's interesting, but they are defending their home as the development of different suburbs uh, has eliminated the forest or parts of the forest, and they're trying to stop the development to protect their home and their resources. So 
It's very much an environmentally friendly film. Uh, it definitely shows love for animals and the environment, uh, which if you've listened to previous podcasts is a big, uh, it's big in the heart of Japan to care for nature, care for animals, uh, as well as, you know, being a peace loving society. So uh, you definitely see that throughout this film. I was actually concerned as this started. I don't know why I always get concerned. I should just trust Studio Ghibli by this point. But even at the beginning of this, I was just skeptical of the, you know, these raccoon creatures. I thought it was going to be a little bit too cutesy. I thought it was going to be a little bit too heavy handed in its message. Um, but it actually, you know, wound up being very, uh, I'm going to say much darker than I expected. There's a dark humor to it. Um, there's also dark visuals to it. Uh, it also has, in terms of the animation, it definitely makes some choices in terms of portraying these creatures. Uh, I'm speaking specifically about the male ones who, uh, they are, um, animated with scrotums. So, um, just to, you know, there go into it, being aware, uh, the English version refers to them as their raccoon pouches. Uh, but in folklore um, and in the animation, they are actually, uh, they are what they look like. So, um, and which leads to some very concerning visuals later in the film. Um, but that's in there. There's also, uh, I did want to mention, if you're watching this with children or want to watch this with children, just be aware that there is a point in the film where some young boys are looking at a magazine. And even though it's animated, it is very clear that it is a, um, a topless female in the magazine. Um, so if that, you know, I would understand parents not wanting to expose their children to that image in the course of this film. So, um, yeah, if, if that's something that you want to avoid, just a heads up there. So just trying to give a little public service announcement for parents out there, um, uh, regarding this film, uh, but getting into the actual, overall arc of it. Like I said before, they're defending their home. It's a little bit dark um, in, in, their, in their methods. There's a violent group. There's a strategic group. There's also some characters who want to find a, a monetary solution to the situation. Um, but yeah, there, there is violence. There is death. Um, they're, you know, not, not brutal violence, not super bloody or gory, but you know, it doesn't shy away from the fact that animals die in the process of these developments. Um, and uh, the animals also go to some extreme measures. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I thought it was going to be too cutesy. I thought it was going to be too heavy handed, but it actually ended up being, of course, really well done. I like the music. I like these creatures. I think they're a whole lot of fun. I love the characterization. I would say that, as is a common complaint with some of these films, uh, I think it is a bit too long. I think it stuffs a few too many characters in, and I think it starts to go in circles a little bit. Once you get the idea of, of what their mission is and what they want to do, I think that it definitely could have been tightened up because it starts to get convoluted to the point where I couldn't quite keep track of who all the characters were and what each of them was involved in or trying to do. And that could, that could just be a me problem. I've, I've mentioned before, sometimes I would like to say I'm detail-oriented in my life, uh, but when it comes to keeping track of different characters and names, um, I struggle a little bit. Maybe I need a whiteboard. Maybe I need a notepad um, while I'm watching these things. But I don't like to – I really don't like to take notes while I watch movies. 
um, because I want to fully enjoy the experience of the film, which, you know, you know, and then I go back later, I go to Wikipedia to look at the plot summary again, to look at the characters, but I don't always get everything, but I do my best. Anyway, tangent finished. Um, this film uh, is much more enjoyable than I expected. I would rank it somewhere in the middle of the Studio Ghibli films that I've seen so far. I would watch it again, probably over uh, the ones that I mentioned, like Only Yesterday um, or uh, the one that I just watched, which uh, the name is escaping me. But the, the one I did previously, I think that um, yeah, this, this ranks somewhere in the middle. I wouldn't put it as high as something like Castle in the Sky or Naushka, but it, it would definitely give like Porco Rosso some competition in terms of which one I, I enjoyed more in the middle of the pack. Um, and I think that kind of wraps up my non-spoiler thoughts. I do want to talk about uh, some of those shocking things that I mentioned before. So if you haven't seen it yet, uh, you can go and watch it now and come back to this or keep listening if you don't mind. But Getting into the spoilers, as I mentioned before, this film does not shy away from death, um, and that comes very early on as these raccoons are defending their home, um, and they they actually like cause accidents with the machinery and the humans driving them. And as I was watching it, I was shocked. I was like, "Oh my goodness, are they actually killing humans?" Um, and it turns out on the news that these raccoons kill three people in their first attempt to stop this development. I was like, wow, I, I can't believe that they, they, it actually, like, this movie involves the killing of humans by the raccoons. Um, I thought that was a, a very, you know, a very heavy place to go to. But, you know, in this film, they're kind of like, well, the humans are killing us, so we're going to fight back. And if they die, whatever. Um, they actually laugh about killing the humans, which is a, goes to show some of the dark humor in this film. Um, but the, like I said, there's a strategic group who don't feel right about killing the humans and try to instead pretend to be spirits and ghosts and things like that um, to scare off the developers and stop them from developing the land. A lot of that is ultimately unfruitful, even though they try multiple times. But it leads to some great visual sequences, especially later on in the film, as they put on like a spirit festival uh, in the neighborhood that is being developed. Uh, I just thought that that was a knockout sequence, just incredibly well done. Uh, so imaginative, so creative in, in the way that it's carried out and definitely a highlight of the film. Um, but yeah, just be aware that if, if again, if you want to watch this with kids, it's heavy. Like it, it doesn't shy away from death. But, you know, I grew up on things like The Lion King, which also doesn't shy away from death. But that's lions killing lions. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, just be aware. If if uh, you're not ready to introduce your children to uh, the death of humans and the death of raccoons, um, you know, just, yeah, I don't know, be careful. Um, but And this movie also ends with, like, a pile of dead raccoons. So, um, like I said, very dark and uh, very, uh, just um, very adult in some, of, in some ways. You know, I was looking at the description... On Wikipedia, it's described as an animated comedy, drama, fantasy. And uh, I think that's pretty accurate. It has comedy. It has fantasy. It has a lot of drama. It has heaviness to it. Um, so it's a lot more than I thought I was getting from the first 10 minutes. Um, so, you know, buckle in because it, it's a wild ride. And I, I couldn't believe how crazy it gets. In fact, when they have this incredible, like, spirit festival 
um, there's a there's a this there's a theme park owner who tries to take credit for it as a publicity stunt to promote their theme park, and the raccoons get upset that he's taking credit for what they did and want to attack him. Some of them want to work for him. Uh, so it, this this story truly goes in some unexpected directions, but it does land on. Please, you know, as it as one of the raccoons talks into the camera at the end of the film, ends on this message of like, please be considerate of the animals. Please, please be considerate in nature, uh, of nature in the pursuit of your development. And I, like I said before, I think that Japan, among you know, compared to other countries in the world, is extremely considerate considerate and reverent of nature. So I think Japan does that extremely well. It's in their heart. They put it in their films, especially a lot of the Ghibli films, this um, care for nature, this, um, you know, this heart of peace um, and the spiritualism. It's all in here and it's all a lot of it's really beautiful. A lot of it's really fun uh, in its depiction. And I think that this is a journey that was very fun to go on, has some twists and turns that you don't expect. Um, and like I said, buckle up because you are in for a ride with this one. But uh, I really enjoyed it overall. As I mentioned before, I think it does start to spin its wheels. Like once we establish that they're defending their home, they can transform. Um, initially, the transformation isn't working, so they need to go bigger. I think that they could have um, tightened that up a little bit. Um, and lo- the last thing I'll mention that I really enjoyed was the arrival of like these masters of transformation who rock up in this old school car uh, in their human form. And it's just like a super psychedelic moment in the film where they look like they are straight out of the 70s um, or, you know, like uh, very, very or the 60s. Very psychedelic, uh, very fun, very interesting characters. And I definitely had to smile when I saw that. So I love I love a lot of things that happen in this film. I just wish they would have, as usual, as I'm always saying, I wish they would have tightened it up a little bit um, and made some choices about what to keep in, what to tighten uh, and make it a little bit more streamlined. Uh, cause like I said, a little bit, there's a lot going on towards the end and it's hard to keep track of all of it. So those are my overall thoughts on the film. Would definitely love to hear your thoughts on it. If you've seen it, it is wild. I would love to hear another perspective on this because I just, I need to talk about it with someone to be honest. So please follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Mace on movies. You can send me a voice message through the anchor app. And I'd love to chat with you about this and other films. Please check out the rest of the podcast feed. Subscribe, rate, comment, share. All that stuff really helps, uh, really makes it fun for me to do this, to interact with other people. So if you've been enjoying it, uh, please let other people know. And uh, just thanks so much for listening today. Thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, If you've been listening for a long time, thank you for sticking with it. Uh, If you've been listening for a short time, thanks for checking it out or the first time. And um, until next time, just take care. Be safe. Take care of your mental health. Take care of, take care of your physical health. Do what you got to do. Uh, but most importantly, let's remember to A, be kind to ourselves, and B, uh, be kind to the people around us. Be kind to one another. Treat each other well. And uh, thank you so much again for listening. Have a wonderful week. And uh, please take care. Be safe. Thanks again.